to find what people are buying. And if their product is fitting that, great. If it's not fitting that, then tweak it until you get there. That's the easiest way to success in, mm. you know, startup land. Find out what people are buying and figure out how to position yourself with somebody that sells that. Don't go try to create a new market. Just find what people are buying right now and then worry about creating new markets later. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the CEO and founder of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. And if you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com and we're always here to help. Now, today we have another expert episode and another great guest, uh, Chad Perry. And uh, he's going to be talking uh, a lot about uh, kind of sales and marketing and some of the things are, first of all, what's the difference between sales and marketing, kind of how to initially have scrappy sales, how to grow, you know, how to scale with growth, um, things that you don't always, you know, know about the market, um, how you kind of figure out your messaging, how you talk to people, lead generation, or getting visibility with the audience. And who knows if we'll get through all of those topics, but I definitely am excited to chat a bit with Chad about them. So with that much as an introduction, welcome on the podcast, Chad. Hey, thanks, Devin. That's a, that's a mouthful. <laughs> it is. There will be a lot of fun things to talk about, and however far we can get with them. Um, but before we dive into the area of expertise or a little bit more about sales and marketing and whatnot, maybe back up and just tell us, you know, one or two minutes, introduce yourself a little bit to the audience and tell them why you know what you're talking about, why you're the expert, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, all right. Hey, Devin, thanks. You know, I have been a sales and marketing guy forever. Uh, it seems like forever. It's probably not forever, but, you know, last 20 plus years. Mm. And uh, I've worked with, you know, large billion dollar companies to startup companies, always been in a uh, marketing and sales executive role. And so I've, I've carried a bag on the street. I've managed people that carry bags on the street. I've managed marketing teams, sales teams, customer support teams. Uh, you name it, if it's touched sales and marketing over the last 20 years, I've been responsible for it. And one of the things I, I like to talk about is, you know, why do I know what I'm doing? Uh, you know, if we, you look over my career, I've had over a billion dollars worth of sales credited to me. So uh, I've seen one or two dollars come through the door over the last few years. So. Now, if you could have only put that there, that money in your pocket, you'd you'd be able to retire. That that is true. Or I'd have lots of ideas to come and bring to you to help me patent. Right. That's Something right. Like that. So now diving a bit into um, you know into the the part expert part of the episode, I think the first thing and it. it it kind of goes, you know, you always hear sales and marketing and too often they're kind of used interchangeably as, you know, sales is marketing, marketing yeah. is sales, but at least to me and maybe hopefully to you, but we'll see, um, it, you know, it seems like they're a bit different in the sense that while they can go, kind of go hand in hand, sales isn't marketing, marketing and sales, and they're kind of two different efforts. So maybe help and define a bit for us kind of what is the difference between sales and marketing? Yeah, I, I agree. They are one and the same, right? They do go hand in hand. And you find in, in a company that if your sales and marketing doesn't work together, right, you're in, you're in trouble. But I look at it like this. Sales to me is one-on-one. -on -one. I am selling to you, Devin Miller, right? That's, that's sales. Marketing would be I'm selling to this entire podcast, right? So sales is a one-to-one -one event. And marketing is a one-to-many event when it comes to, hey, I've got a product, I've got a service, this is how it's going to make your life better. So they're two sides of the same coin, right? Yeah, and, and kind of even to that point, I always kind of look at it as, you know, Ford had, you know, any car, we'll take Ford as an example. You see advertising all the time, you know, 
I can't remember. Was it Ford or Chevy that used to be like a rock, or maybe that was Ram. I can't remember now. But it was one yeah, of yeah, those. one of one of them, right? I know it was one of them. Now I'm trying to remember which one it is, and I, uh, it'll come to me in a minute. But you know, you see all the marketing, you see the commercials, you see the radio ads, or you see the billboards or whatnot. In my mind, that's always kind of the marketing. It's getting you aware of the product, telling you the benefits. But then you get to the sales. You actually go to buy the vehicle. You get the people on the sales floor. The person that comes out as you're looking in the vehicle says, "How can I help you?" Takes through a test drive, gets a, yeah. the deal done, and that's kind of the sales part. So you kind of have marketing that gets you aware of the product, gets it out there gets you or to interested and then you have the sales that kind of closes the deal and if you you're to your point if you don't have one without the other you can have the world's best marketing and if nobody actually sells a product you probably is not going to be any get it get any good return vice versa you can have yeah. the world's best sales team if they nobody's ever aware of your products you're also not going to be able to do much so i, yeah. I think that definitely kind of seems why they go hand in hand but they're not necessarily the exact same efforts and it seems like sometimes you'll have sales people and you'll have marketing and everybody's well, if you're a marketing, can't you do sales? Or if you're in sales, why can't you do marketing? Some people can, but there's a different skill set. So a little bit. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So now with that, so now we talked a little bit, you know, before the podcast and that talk a little bit. So you're, let's say you're a, a small startup, small business, whether it's you as an, you know, me as an individual, or I have a small team, I have a few employees, or, you know, I'm just getting started. Maybe I have a little bit of savings I put into it, or a little bit of investments I've got from others. And I'm trying to figure out how to do sales, how to do marketing, and how to kind of dive into that. And you talked, you, you kind of in your words, you talked about being scrappy. How do you start to tackle that? Or how do you be scrappy when you're small? Yeah, I think the, I think the first thing is, you know, scrappy means not being afraid to fail, right? You're, you're going to go out and you're going to do it wrong. And you're going to miss up a, a hundred cells before you get a, a first cell probably. But you know, that's okay. And I think the big thing that, that you've got to realize, especially if you're a young startup, that you just have to be willing to go out and try. You have to, you know, you can wait till everything's perfect and say, okay, hey, I'm going to sell my product when. And, you know, the, the problem is if, if you can't get early traction, I mean, that's, that's one of the best things that you can do for your company is to figure out if you can get initial traction in your company, mm. right? Because, it tells you one of two things, right? If you're out there and you're trying to sell whoever it is to and nobody's buying, you got one or two problems, right? Either A, nobody's buying what you're trying to sell, right? And that's, that's, that's a real, real issue for a lot of startups uh, and small businesses. Or number two, your messaging and your, 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 your marketing and your sales approach is wrong. And so using those early stages where it's not as critical is, is one of the best things that a startup founder or even a small business can do in, in going out and just trying to find, okay, who do I think would like this? And then just, you know, going for it. Mm. So now, and, and that's a little bit sometimes easier said than done in the sense that, you know, I may have an, an, whatever widget it is. And I think, okay, this is an awesome widget. Everybody's going to want to buy it. Well, very seldom, you know, most, you know, maybe if yeah. you're a consumer product and you're a smartphone, most people will buy it. But even then, a lot of times elderly people don't want to necessarily buy a smartphone or kids don't want to buy a smartphone. So even a very ubiquitous product, not everybody's going to want to buy it. And most of the time, you're not going to be that broad of an audience and you're going to have to do or scale it down a bit. So how do you realistically start to figure out, especially if you can't go and do tons of market research or at least market surveys and do lots of tests and focus groups. And, you know, a lot of the things that the bigger companies do, how do you start to figure out who is it that you're selling to or who is your audience? Yeah. You know, I think, um, 
You know, it, it, it's it's really there, there's a couple ways you can do that, and and I think that if I am a if I'm a true entrepreneur, meaning I'm going to start up a product that you know I just think would impact my life. Most people start up a business. They say I find a, an unmet need in the marketplace, and therefore I'm going to go try to fix that. That's usually a key indicator of someone like you is probably looking for something like you do, right? And so that would be a first step. Um, one of the other things that you can do is I, I encourage people to take a look at their competitors, whoever it is, right? Now, if I am a, um, and this is going to sound a little creepy, right? But if I'm a local retail store or if I'm a local business, right, I would find somebody that looks like me or similar to me, the, the offering that I have. And I go park outside the store and I just watch people going in, right? Mm. Or if it's an online store, I would take a look at, there's a lot of tools out there that can help you see, okay, hey, show me my competitor and show me the demographics of the people that are going to the competitor site. That'll start giving you an idea. If you don't know where to start, there's, there's, there's quite a few resources that you can look at to see, get me close in the ballpark. And then of course- mm. It's never going to be perfect until you actually get out there and start doing it and calling up, you know, somebody that looks like you or feels like you or looks like your competitor, feels like your competitor. Mm. Um, and that's that's the way to do it. And, you know, it's it's interesting. You could, Devin, I don't know where this comes from, right? You've probably heard this, the analysis paralysis, right? Mm. You can get too detailed on, I've got to get that, that buying persona 100% right. Well, you do eventually, but the best way to do it is just to get out there and try. And it's scary. Mm. I totally agree. It's scary. Picking up that <laughs> phone and trying to get a hold of somebody or walking into a store and trying to talk to them, that's that's tough. I get it, but welcome to be. So now player. I'm going to follow up with a, a question. I'm sure that I have and others have, which is, so let's say I go out there and I think, I think, and I don't know that this is my target market. And I, you know, I got the world's with product. It's, and let's just choose a, you know, outdoors product just so that we have something to talk sure. about outdoors product and i think okay this is going to be the world's best outdoors product it's going to solve all the problems that everybody have when it rains or something of that nature so yep. i go out and i look you know i sit outside the store i call the people i look easy online tools whatever it is and i it, it feels like the market doesn't want it or it feels like that you know i'm getting feedback that they really wouldn't pay for that how do you figure out if it's that you have got the wrong target, you know, you got the wrong audience, you're going for the wrong audience, which does sometimes happen, right? In the sense that you yep. think this yep. is your audience, you start to go for them and you have to pivot or figure out that's not my audience, but this audience over here would want it. You know, it could be one of two things, either nobody wants your product or nobody's willing to pay for your product, or it could be that you got the wrong audience or the mm -hmm. wrong approach, right? So yeah. you got a few different things. How do you start to sift through? Is it the wrong audience? Is it no audience? Or is it, hey, I'm not selling this right? Um. You know, I would ask, I'd simply ask, right? Most people, you know, it's, it's kind of cool about living where we live, right? In, mm. in the US, where we're a very entrepreneurial world, right? It's not, it's not bad to say, hey, I'm a startup founder. I'm, a, I'm trying this. Ask for feedback. If they say no, mm. then say, hey, what, what specifically about this doesn't work, right? And you'll find that if people know that, you're founder, you're out hustling, you're trying to start a company and you're just trying to figure out market fit, they're going to give you feedback. But, you know, I mean, if you, if you act, you know, sometimes I'm even this way, right? Where I'm like, oh, I don't want anybody to know I'm starting up or I don't want to know any, anybody to know that I'm, I'm not uber successful. But if you allow some of that vulnerability to creep in these conversations with people, mm. they'll give you feedback. They really will. I've never, I've never found anybody that I've asked specifically, right? Um, 
why, what doesn't, what, what didn't work that I didn't get the feedback. And you're going to start finding that, you know, and that's going to be a lot, you know, sometimes they're just going to say, well, it's the pricing or it's the trade-off or mm. I'm just not in the market for it. Well, that's going to be some, some, some good, good feedback for you. Um, you know, I, I think the other thing is though, and I'll share this story with you. I talked to a gentleman this week and, uh, He's been working on a, a nonprofit foundation for the last 10 years and has mm. not been able to get it off the ground. And he's just like, everybody tells you this is a great idea. I'm like, okay, wait, hold up, right? You've been trying to do this for 10 years and you haven't got off the ground. You got, sometimes you just got to look at the, you got to look at the data and say, well, I'm missing something, right? So if everybody's telling me it's a great idea, but yet nobody's giving you money, mm. wow. You probably don't. You've probably got a lot of nice friends, right? But they're not doing you a lot of justice. No, and that's, I, I, I tend to like that piece of advice in the sense that I think one of the, first of all, asking your family what they think about it. I mean, if you just want to shoot it around and see whether it's not, it's worth five minutes of your time. Okay, they might be nice, but most of the time the family is going to want to be nice or friends are going to be wanting nice, be supportive. They don't want to dash your dreams. And so they're usually going to, not give you that honest and it's not they're trying to be deceptive they just don't want to hurt your feelings but i think you know you get out there and you ask a stranger if they'll buy it they'll quickly tell you yeah that's awesome i want to buy one or no i don't want to give you my money go away type of a thing so you'll get that honest feedback now one of the you know so now shifting gears a little bit and i kind of continue on with the conversation so let's say Okay, one, you figure out what your product is, you figure out your audience. So we've got those mm-hmm. two things kind of covered. You, you know, you start to figure out, okay, this is who I'm going to target. This is kind of how I'm going to target them and that. Then how do you, if you don't have a big budget, how do you actually go out and start to market to them? You know, difference from, okay, I got my sales pitch. Once I find them, I can tell them how yeah. to sell it and I can give them all the reasons and I can convince them and I can convert them to a sale. But how do you get out and actually market to them if you don't have exorbitant budgets? I can't go buy a billboard or I can't go and, you know, do hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of dollars in radio ads or anything of like that. Yeah. What are some of the thoughts or options as to how people start to tackle that part? Yeah, and again, uh, I love that we're in America, right? Because unlimited opportunity. Uh, I would actually tell somebody, you know, look, if you've got something and you've got people that um, are willing to put money down for, right? When you talk to them and they resonate and they're like, yeah, yeah, how do I get this? And, and they're serious about it, right? Mm. Okay, great. Those are the two big things, right? If you can get those two things down, you're golden, right? And then it just becomes, you said earlier in the, in, in the podcast about being the scrappy marketing. Uh, I was talking to a, a lady this morning and she's like, okay, well, should I be investing in, you know, all my effort into social media and building my brand? No, 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 no. Listen, at the very beginning, what you care about is sales, right? And so that's, that's pounding the pavement, whatever that means for your business. That means pounding the pavement. If I'm picking up a call, if I'm sending an email, if I'm connecting on LinkedIn, if I'm visiting a local business, pitching my words, even though there's that little sign that says do not solicit, it's just going out and pounding the pavement because that doesn't cost anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a lot of resources that you can do and, and never think that I can't sell my business because you know, I don't have a billboard on the freeway. That's, that's, that's what we call branding. That's not selling, mm-hmm. that's branding. And what you care about is selling. So just put your feet to the floor and go find those people, wherever they hang out, you get into that place where they hang out. 
No, and I, I definitely agree. And I think that, you know, too often I think that there's a bit of a myth that, hey, all I got to do is I'll come up with a great product and then I'll go put it on Facebook. I'll do Facebook ads and it will sell yeah. itself. I'll just sit back. The money will roll in. I don't have to do anything. Well, maybe occasionally one in a hundred chance that will work. But for 99% of the rest of it, there is still, hey, get out and actually sell. And I, one of the, the ones that I loved, and it's, it's a bit more on the marketing, but I think it kind of proves the point of being scrappy is, and I can't remember the brand of it, but it was with the Tour de France. And there was a new water, I think it was a water ball company or it was a new drink company. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have much money, but what they did is they got a guy that dressed up in a water bottle and you know had their branding and then their marketing splashed all over it and then every place that they would have cameras that the bikes would come along he would run alongside the bikes for a period of time getting the shot and so he was basically getting free advertising for a long period of time because he was running by as the bikes were on the tv and so everybody would see him it was a scrappy advertising one of the other ones you know not quite on you know somebody was looking to hire for sales and i think it was here in utah they went up to the one of the big you know conferences and they would have those big balloons that we know to talk or talk to if you're a programmer and you need to and you're looking for a job here's what i'm needing and here's what we pay and it was kind of just different outside the box but it got it it was scrappy and it got the point across that hey getting out and actually selling is what you need to do rather than just trying to do marketing put it on facebook and i'm not saying there isn't good advertising you can't do google ads and do facebook but you shouldn't let that stop your business yeah you know it reminds me um a lot of the work i've done has been with startups and in the early days of a startup, you don't have a lot of money. You don't have a lot of money to go attend those conferences. You don't have the, hey, I've got, you know, $20,000 to put in a booth, you know, and I'm going to be on the trade show. Yeah, well, you know what? It doesn't stop you from standing out in front of that conference at the very beginning when people are walking in, when people are walking out for lunch, when they're walking out for dinner. And it's just about being scrappy. And, and you know what? Yeah, you're going to get some people that are going to say, get off my property. You're going to get some people that say, hey, leave, but that's okay. That's part of, that's the folklore that makes entrepreneurship awesome, right? That's the, hey, in the early days, we walked uphill both ways, barefoot (laughs) in the snow. And I think that's what makes a true entrepreneur is somebody that says, I believe enough in this that I'm going to do what it takes to figure out how to sell it. And, you know, once you start getting those, you know, success breeds success. Once you start getting those initial sales, right, then it's, then it's like, okay, I'm figuring this out. You get a little more confidence and get to the next step. And I, I, I often think that we, we idolize the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world, the Mark Cubans, the, mm. you know, the Elon Musk. And we think, okay, I'm going to go start Facebook. Well, you know what? Facebook didn't start out like Facebook, mm. right? Tesla didn't start out like Tesla. Tesla almost went bankrupt. It mm. was all a bunch of hustling little bits at a time and you don't have to you can make a good living without being a billionaire you can make a really good living starting small figuring out what's working in your market and pivoting your product or service if it's not resonating and Mm. uh building up that way no and i and i I like a couple things on there one is you know i like mark cuban i don't always agree with him on the political or other stuff but i definitely like it but i don't think you have to you know to have a good um you know business person that's a mentor that you can look up to even if you don't know him personally but i was used to like you know he talked about being in college he was couch surfing sleeping on other yeah. people he would uh, he would have what he would say ketchup sandwiches where he'd go get the free crackers put ketchup on them and have ketchup sandwiches and yeah. you know those type of things and he it wasn't like he was always at to, or where he's at today but i also think that you know one of the things that we get the false sense of security is or false sense of watching the tv shows reading the books or tvs is 
you know, everybody, I, if, to be a Facebook, I need to be, I need to go out and do marketing right out of the shooter. I need to go spend that 20000 on the trade show. And a lot of times I think you get better by doing it initially, going out there and doing the sales yourself, figuring out what resonates, what doesn't. And it informs a lot better so that as you get traction, as you have able to do that bigger marketing or bigger sales, you know where the market's at. And I think that kind of transitions into another point that I wanted to hit on for just a couple minutes, which was, you know, figuring out the messaging for different markets markets in the sense that how do you figure out your messaging and we talked we've already hit on it a bit but for different markets different demographics if you do have that how do you start to figure out which messages resonate you know for me it's it's all back down to talking to your customer or your potential customer right Mm. as you're doing that research as you're listening to what they say here's here's an interesting thing there's a uh, what is it Dell Carnegie he wrote the book how to win friends and influence people and he always said that the sweetest person or the sweetest person, the sweetest sound to a person is their own name, right? Mm. Well, I think it goes a little bit further. And I think the sweetest sound to a person is their own language. So mm. Devin, if you and I talk the same type of language, um, I'm going to have a familiarity with you. And so mm. I think that as you're going out and you're talking to these people, this is why it's so important to hit this, you know, hit the streets, you know, pound the pavement, Listen to what people are saying when they say, oh, I've always been thinking about getting this, but I never, or, oh, I was, whatever they say, you take that back and you use their words exactly. Don't try to be cute. Don't try to be fancy. Figure out what words people are saying and you use those words and it's going to sound sweet, right? And they're going to come to you. And, and, and some people say, well, how much is, you know, how much research do I have? Listen, Devin, I have gone to a park on a Saturday. Now this clearly was, you know, pre pre COVID, but I've gone to a park on a Saturday for a Mm. software company and I've stopped people and said, Hey, what do you think about this? And I just listened. And you know what? I came out of a park, right. Mm. With a tech company, knowing exactly what people say. And, and and I think where you've got enough information and, and I didn't come up with this. I read this in a book somewhere and I don't know which book it was. It was, it was a product management book, Mm. but somebody said, when you start getting the answer and you're not surprised, you've done enough research, mm. right? And so that could be that could be five, that could be five hundred, right? But mm. the moment that when you're talking and anything that you do when it comes to sales and marketing, the moment the response you get back it doesn't surprise you anymore, you know what your message is. Mm. No, and I definitely think that that's a good, I mean, that's a kind of, and it's interesting how that replicates itself for long in so many industries, even when we're looking at patents and saying, hey, if we're hitting the same thing over and over and over again, such that we're not learning anything new, we're probably there as to what has or hasn't been patented. And it's a lot to say in sales is, hey, if we're getting the same answers, we're getting the same messaging that is resonating everything else, then it's going yeah. to be one where it's okay, starting to, you, you started to figure out what your messaging should be because all the audience and is either resonating with them and they're telling you they're giving you the same feedback. So I think that that's definitely a great place to be. And that comes, that comes down to, that comes down to pricing, right? That comes down to objections, right? It's a lot of times we're like, Oh, well, that's just a bad customer. Well, you listen, sir or ma'am, if you just got 20, you know, responses in a row that said you're too expensive, you're probably too expensive. It's probably right. not just one. If it's, it's probably not. Tw- if it, there's all there are some bad customers, and I don't. There think are, there are, there are. But right. if you're getting over and over and over again, hey, this is too expensive, or hey, I don't like this, or hey, I don't like this thing, or this doesn't work. 
it's not all bad customers. And I think that sometimes you start to drink your own Kool-Aid. You start to believe, hey, this is amazing. I'm right. I just got to go prove them. And you stop listening, which is the worst place to be because now you're not ever going to get the message that you need. Well, as we start to wrap up, because there's always more things to talk about than I ever have time to. And there's always plenty of fun topics. But, if you know, I always ask one question at the end of each expert episode. So we'll jump to that now, which is if you're to give kind of just one takeaway for sales and marketing, you know, talking to a startup or a small business, you can only give them one thing that they could get started on today. If they only took away one thing that is actionable, they could get going on. What would that be? I would tell them to find what people are buying. And if their product is fitting that, great. If it's not fitting that, then tweak it until you get there. That's the easiest way to success in, mm. you know, startup land. Find out what people are buying and figure out how to position yourself as somebody that sells that. Don't go try to create a new market. Just find what people are buying right now and then worry about creating new markets later. Mm. No, and I think that's, that's great advice. Too often we 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 you only focus on the product. You're focusing focus on the cool new feature or the cool new thing. But I think to, to take a step back, figure out what people are buying and and where they're buying it and how they're buying it. But really find out what people are buying is a great place to start. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up, if people want to, they want to be a client, a customer, they want to use your services, they want to reach out to you about a question they have, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above, what's the best way to reach out to you or find out more? Yeah, if you go to my website, it's chadd, as in dollarperry.com, you'll find all the ways to contact me there. Well, all right. Well, I definitely encourage people to reach out. Check out your website at chaddperry.com and uh, reach out, find out more. Chad is a great resource and pre- appreciate coming on the podcast. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if you are one, either have a journey to tell like we do on our normal episodes or you're an expert and you have some expertise that would be helpful to start up some small businesses, feel free to go to inventiveguest.com. Sign up to be a, a guest on the podcast. We'd love to share whatever you have to share with our audience. Also, two more things if you're a listener. One, if you uh, make sure to click subscribe in your podcast player so you know when all of our awesome episodes come out. And two, leave us a review so new people can find out about us as well. Last but not least, if you ever need help with uh, your patents, trademarks, or anything else, go to strategymeeting.com. We're always here to help. Thank you again, Chad. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure. And wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Thanks, Devin. Appreciate it.